pretty much everything you can do on the internet I tried um, and I lost money obviously uh, lots of money and you know just wasted time so in the end I just kind of gave up and thought you know what I'm just gonna go traveling and see what happens you don't have to learn to trade alone Welcome to the Trading Lifestyle Podcast, where we interview professional currency traders and industry experts who can help you improve your trading and your life. And now, your host, Hugh Kimura. Hello, traders, and welcome to another episode of the Trading Lifestyle Podcast. My name is Hugh Kimura, and I've got a great episode for you today. I love interviewing people like today's guest because he is just like you and me. He started off as a retail trader and was struggling to make it work. He almost quit, but a chance meeting with a trader at a dinner finally made everything click for him and put him on the path to success. Like many of my guests, he doesn't have a finance degree and I think you will be surprised at what he was doing before he got into Forex trading. He went on to become the number two ranked Forex trader in the world, according to Barclays, and he currently trades for clients. The complete show notes for this episode are provided on my blog, tradingheroes.com. Also, be sure to take a look at the resources page on my blog where I feature the best Forex trading courses and tools that I've come across. I do make some money on some of these products, but that helps keep these interviews free. So without further delay, here's my interview with Jarrett Davis. Before we get started, remember that trading is risky and you could lose all of your investment. This podcast is for educational purposes only and is not trading, tax, or investment advice of any kind. Past performance does not guarantee future results. Hey Jarrett, thanks for coming on the show. No worries, Hugh. Good to be here. So the first question is, what were you doing before you became a trader? Before I started trading, I was actually, uh, I had my own business and I was actually a window cleaner. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, so I made, the, it was obviously the natural progression. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, cool. So how did you get into Forex? So basically, I, I sold my business because I grew it, you know, I had people working for me in the end and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I, I sold that because I wanted something that could that didn't have any employees, first of all, mm-hmm. and also that I could kind of have more freedom, wasn't tied to a particular location, um, and didn't have any limits on what I could make. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, searching for something like that and, and basically trading the financial markets uh, it's pretty much one of the only things of that nature that, that kind of ticked all those boxes. So that's kind of how I um, ended up trading Forex. Oh, I see. Okay. Did you meet somebody or did you find somebody online or how did that well, work? Well, I found out, I kind of saw an advert because I was going to go traveling. Mm-hmm. And because uh, I tried like all sorts, I tried like affiliate marketing, pretty much everything you can do on the internet, I tried. <laughs> um, and I lost money, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, lots of money and, you know, just wasted time. So in the end, I just kind of gave up and thought, you know what, I'm just going to go traveling and see what happens. Yeah. And I was on a currency conversion website trying to find out, figure out how much I needed, um, you know, trying to convert the currency to see what I kind of need to take uh, for my cost of living and stuff like that. And I just literally saw, a, by chance, an advert on that website. And it said something like, why don't you trade currencies for a living? Mm-hmm. Um, and so like, I clicked it, and obviously down, down the rabbit hole I went. Um, and then later on, once I was in that zone, later on I did meet someone, like a friend of a friend, who had trained at a professional firm. Um, so I kind of like, once I got into Forex, then I met someone who traded professionally. He didn't trade Forex, he traded stocks. Mm-hmm. But I kind of picked up a lot from him, um, and then just progressed from there, really. Okay, wow, that's awesome. Yeah, I think a lot of people listening can uh, definitely relate to that, trying all these different types of businesses. Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> so how did you make the transition from just an independent trader to uh, managing funds? So basically, it was completely by chance. Um, 
and I was um, obviously when I was learning, I was like you know involved in all these forums and chat rooms and mm-hmm. um, all that kind of stuff. And but what I did at the beginning is I, I wanted to, I wasn't getting to get, I was going to get into that, but I was looking for someone to manage my money. Mm-hmm. So managed accounts seemed quite appealing. So anyway, I met someone on, I can't remember which, which forum it was, but I met some guy who said he was a great trader, um, you know, and he could return this much per month and, uh, you know, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And he showed me these statements and et cetera, et cetera. So I got some money together. I got my friends, my, you know, my parents. We got loads of these people to invest. And he turned out to be a massive, like, scam, basically, a big fraud. Um, and he dumped, like, 20 or a third of the account in a week, something like that. Wow. Uh, and looking back, what he was doing he was just churning, a, churning the account. So he was like trading really high leverage, and he was obviously getting paid by the broker for, mm-hmm. for trading volume. Um, so he wasn't really bothered about whether he wins or lo- whether he won or lost. And he was obviously faking the, the statements, which looking back is really easy to do. You just use Photoshop, and you know you yeah. got some perfect statements. Yeah. Basically. At the time, I didn't really understand all that. Yeah. Um, and so after that experience, I felt like an absolute idiot. And I also felt very strongly that if I was going to do this, it's probably safer to just do it myself. Mm-hmm. Um, and then from that, I thought, you know what? The, the whole managed account concept it was still appealing. It still seemed like a really good idea because my account wasn't very big at the time. And I thought, you know, I could leverage um, other people's money mm-hmm. to, to kind of trade more money and make more money for myself. So I could kind of trade quicker without using too much leverage and you know, risk blowing up my own account. Um, and I did, that's how, that's how I did it. That's, that's how I kind of had the idea to do it. And then I met a guy online and he was, he happened to be setting up a small hedge fund and he asked me if I wanted to trade for him and, and it's all started from there basically. Oh, wow. That's awesome. Okay. Yeah. That's definitely um, a testament to the power of online relationships. Massively. Yeah. Definitely yeah. believe that. Um, so maybe we can take a step back. Uh, was there ever a point where you wanted to quit trading? Um, I did quit several times actually, because okay. uh, I, I, I kind of got into this, this the switching cycle, you know, where you mm-hmm. find a strategy and you back test it, and then it looks amazing, and then you try it first thing Monday morning, and then by like Wednesday, you've kind of given up. Um, <laughs> you know, the results aren't nothing like what the back tests suggest they would be, and then you're back to looking for another one over the weekend in time for Monday. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was one of those kind of guys, and I, I, like I said, I first of all tried the managed accounts route. Which didn't work out. Then I tried uh, robots. Then I tried these strategies that I could trade myself, like you know, like technical systems. Um, and in between all that, I probably gave up several times, really. Okay. Uh, just because nothing, nothing I did was consistent in those days. You know, it was all very difficult to find something that worked consistently. Yeah, definitely. I think everybody can relate to that. Uh, so, what brought you back to uh, trading? Well, like I say, I met someone who, because um, every time what would happen is I'd leave and then I'd find something like new that. And, you know, new and shiny that would, <laughs> this is it, you know, this yeah, is the one. Yeah, this is the one. And so I'd get sucked back in. But basically, I met um, a good friend of mine now. Like I said, I met the guy um, through a friend of a friend. Mm-hmm. And uh, he, 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 the difference with him is, I, I know he trained in a professional firm. And then he kind of left that. And he was like, basically retired because he was just trading his own money. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, a really nice heart, nice car, nice house. Um, and I knew he was real because like my friend was kind of, you know, she was dating him, mm-hmm. so I kind of, you know, got to go to their house. So I kind of really got a behind-the-scenes look at what he, how he lived, mm-hmm. and I was like, this guy's, the, you know, he's real. This this guy's making money from the markets. Yeah. Um, 
you know, I need to kind of figure out what he's doing. And, and kind of once I started following down that road, that's kind of what got me um, onto the path. And, and then I, well, after that point, I, ne I never even came close to quitting after that because my trading results just got more and more consistent. As soon as I started doing it properly, basically, my trading just took off to, you know, kept going from one level to the next. Oh, I see. Oh, that's awesome. Um, what do you love most about Forex just compared to stocks or futures or any other market? Um, well, what I love about it is like, cause like I say, he trades stocks. He's a stock market trader, mm -hmm. for example. And he, one of the things that gets him is like, so when he's in a position and, and then the market goes against him, he generally tends to hold position. He becomes a longer term position. Mm -hmm. Um, cause he physically owns the stock and he's kind of like, kind of got a long term picture as well. Whereas what I love about Forex is much more, it's much easier to be a short term trader, mm -hmm. um, in and out and yet there's more volatility in FX markets for sure. Mm -hmm. uh, markets move they don't, they don't move to extreme so for example a stock will move like 10-20% in a day or a week which is obviously the opposite of you know, Forex that, a big move on Forex will be like 2-5% to 5 obviously mm -hmm. um, so I'm not talking in terms of the moves I'm talking in terms of like just the way the price action goes on a daily basis um, the stocks tend to can just sit there for days on end whereas the currencies will always be moving to some degree mm -hmm. uh, and the type of news that moves currencies is much more um, kind of free flowing and much more um, things happen more regularly to move the currency markets. So I think the fact that there's more action kind of appeals to me. Yeah, definitely. More opportunities to make money. Yeah, definitely. So what do you think is the biggest myth that most people believe about Forex? The biggest myth, definitely 100% by an absolute mile, in my opinion, is that you can is that the way professionals or, or you know institutional traders or any successful trader trades successfully is by just looking at a price chart mm -hmm. or by staring at a price chart maybe with some indicators on or something like that. Um, that is a, a, a huge myth that seems to be propagated, particularly in the retail space. Um, you know, the p traders are basically just got there with their screens and looking at charts and that's it, nothing else. Um, that's for, for anyone who thinks that that's how the markets are moving and that's what you need to do to be successful, that's... Probably, I'd say, my number one myth. Okay, yeah, makes sense. It's uh, definitely a holistic thing where you have to look at the whole picture, right? Yeah, definitely. Um, what is your favorite Forex-related tra trading story? I don't know, it could be a success story or something funny. <clears throat> um, well, I think the story of how I got into managing money, like, because mm -hmm. it was so kind of by chance and so almost ridiculous in a way that I, I don't even know how it happened to this day, but it did. <laughs> Okay. Um, so I was like, I had this like Skype chat room, um, and we had I don't know because because I, I was trading quite successfully at that point, mm -hmm. um, and I was doing quite well for myself. Also, I didn't have much money, so I wasn't make, in terms of cash value, it wasn't very good. But in terms of performance, it was like, it was good. Mm -hmm. So I was kind of like, um, you know, doing okay. And I was online, like I said, I was part of these forums and chat rooms and stuff in those days, um, and I was on Skype, and I just met lots of different people. And basically, one of the guys that was in the Skype room was always like come to me every day, and he'd ask questions, and he'd be like, you know, what do you think about this trade or that trade, and and I'd be helping the guy, and blah blah blah, and it went on for like five or six months, and then literally one day he turned around and was like, oh, by the way, I've just launched a little mini hedge fund, like only a little one, I've only got a couple million under management, uh, it's only really tiny, but I'm, I would really love it if you know you'd be interested in trading some of that for me, and, I, and at the time that was like like big for me, it was like a massive thing at the time, mm -hmm. um, and I was just like. That is amazing. Like just some random guy on the internet in a Skype room, and it turns out to be, you know, doing this, uh, and that's literally what got me on my way to being where I am today. So, um, you know, that's that's probably the the best story I've got in terms of 
you know, getting into Forex. And it just goes to show the power of the internet and, and, you know, it can seem so difficult to make money on the internet, but then little things like that happen, it makes it seem so simple. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, another guest I had on the show, um, Colin, he kind of did the same thing. He was just networking and just hanging out. Somebody offered him, I forget what it was, several tens of millions of dollars to manage. And, you know, you, you don't think that's possible, but it does happen, right? Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, so that's probably the, the coolest little story I've got. Oh, that's awesome. Um, so can we get into how you trade? Of course, yeah. So basically, my everything revolves around the fundamentals. So um, I've got multiple screens here. Mm-hmm. Um that I trade with, and like most of those screens are taken up with news. So I've got news feeds. I could pay for like you know professional news feeds and stuff like that. Um, and it's all about getting the information. So the fundamentals are the first thing. So my trading is broken down into like probably two or three parts. So the first thing is having the big picture of the overall fundamentals. Mm-hmm. So uh, should the currency be going up or down, basically? Uh, then we've got the sentiment. So what's happening in the day, um, and which way will it move that currency in, in the moment, mm-hmm. so to speak? Um, and then how does that match up with the big picture? And then finally, what's the you know? On, then you come to the charts and you look at the different prices and you look for like opportunities. You know, what what's a good price? What's a bad price? What what's the market been doing? Um, and then you piece all that together. Basically, and that's what I do. So um, it's predominantly I'd say eighty percent, seventy or eighty percent fundamentals, and then twenty thirty percent technicals mm-hmm. um, is how I kind of approach the market. Really. Okay. Cool. Uh, what would you see are your greatest strengths and weaknesses as a trader? Um, that is a great question. Um, I know my weakness. <laughs> I can tell you my <laughs> straight away. Okay. Uh, I think my strength, we'll start with that, will be positive. Mm-hmm. Um, my strengths are, I'm very good at spotting a very good trading opportunity. Mm-hmm. Um, like Because obviously when you sit there all day and you know for almost 10 years and you, you look at this information and um, you're looking at the price charts, and you kind of get a feel for where the, what the market's thinking and what the, what the market's feeling, where the market's going to go. Mm-hmm. Um, now, those opportunities don't come around like you know every day, but when they come, I'm, I'm quite good at spotting them, and they're like really high probability setups. Um, so I've kind of got that to that point now where that very it's a very natural process for me to see a good trading opportunity. Mm-hmm. Uh, but on the weakness side, uh, definitely something we call FOMO. Uh, which is fear of missing out. Mm. Uh, so, like, what will happen? This is my biggest mistake or the biggest downfall I have as a trader is I'll see a really good opportunity, but for it to be a really good opportunity, there needs to be a really good price attached to it. Mm-hmm. Um, and very often, if if a good opportunity comes up, but it'll be a pretty bad price. So, like, maybe it's something I want to buy, but it'll be at the highs, um, for example. Um, and like, because I don't want to miss out, I'll tend to jump in at the highs. And then the market will teach me a lesson. That's the one thing that I get caught out with quite quite often. Mm-hmm. Um, just I just don't want to miss that move. But you know, over time you get better and I improve, and you know my equity curve always ends up going up. But if I had to pick out a weakness, it's definitely fear of missing out. Oh, okay, I see. Yeah, everybody everybody has one weakness. So definitely. Yeah. Um, so do you kind of experiment with new trading methods, or do you just stick to what you're what you're doing? Um. So. The way I trade is, so the way I trade basically with the mindset of if the price is moving, I, the first thing I think is why is it moving? Mm-hmm. So I won't just look at a price chart and see it going down. 
and then just try and get in a trade. I'll first of all find out what's causing that move. Okay. Um, and if it's a good reason or depending on what the reasons are behind that move, then I'll look to take an opportunity to either take advantage of it mm -hmm. or maybe trade against it because it's nonsense. There's no real good reason why it's going that way. Um, so particularly if, it's, if the price is moving against the long-term fundamentals, then the way I view that is if there's no good reason for it, there's profit taken or something like that, then I would use that as an opportunity to get a better price to trade in line with those long-term fundamentals. Mm -hmm. um, and vice versa, if, if there is a good reason, then like I say, you can take advantage of it. So it's not so much about different systems or strategies. That's the basic premise to how I trade. Um, so no, my, my, my trading hasn't really changed that much and it probably won't. Mm -hmm. Because I'm not sitting there looking for a setup, so to speak, or a system. Mm -hmm. um, it's more about looking for opportunities within that structure. Um, and there's, there's no way, like once you've got into the mindset of always knowing the reasons and understanding why the market moves, you can never ever go back to just staring at a chart because you would just literally like being like blind. Mm -hmm. uh, so it's not, yeah, I, I, I don't think I um, have a set strategy, but. It doesn't change the way I trade. The way I trade doesn't really change from year to year. Okay, I see. Yeah, it's it's, it's more of a framework instead of just a specific yeah, strategy. Yeah, I'd say principles instead of rules. Yeah. Okay, that's awesome. Uh, so, you teach students, obviously, also, and uh, what do you? What's the one trait that you see in your most successful students? Good question. Um, I think the the biggest trait is. Those, those guys that seem to do well are the ones that seem to have the ability to kind of think logically and rationally. Um, so they kind of pick, they can piece things together, they can piece all the information together in a logical, rational way. Mm -hmm. um, they don't get sucked in by big moves or, you know, excitement that's going on in the markets. They, they always remain quite calm um, and very logical and rational. That's the, they're the two biggest words I'd use. Okay, interesting. Um, yeah, just, they seem to very, have a very good grasp of how the markets work. Mm -hmm. Okay. Cool. It's always interesting to hear what uh, teachers have to say about that. Mm. Um, does the professional background or educational background of your students uh, seem to factor into their success? Um, I probably not because I was going to say, like, generally that you know I've got one one guy that's springing to mind, and he's obviously you know been to university and mm -hmm. uh, studied economics and stuff like that, so he's got a very good grasp of the financial markets as a whole. Mm -hmm. And I think that probably does help him, definitely. But I think about myself, I, I'm not particularly highly educated. Um, you know, I'm not stupid, obviously, but mm -hmm. the education doesn't really, hasn't really made much of a difference to what I'm doing now. Mm -hmm. um, like one of the com most common things people that don't trade ask is, you know, oh, don't you have to be really good at maths to do that? Um, you know, and I'll just say I've got this really big calculator with massive buttons on it on my desk. <laughs> um, so, no, you don't have to be good at maths. Um, <laughs> So I'd say, as long as you, I'd say as long as you can grasp the concepts mm -hmm. and understand how it works, you, I would say education is pretty much irrelevant. Oh, okay. Interesting. Yeah, it's pretty surprising how far you can get with just addition, subtraction, multiplication, and division, right? Oh, definitely. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> so what are the top three books that you feel every trader should read? And they don't necessarily have to be trading books. Um, that's a really good one. I think uh, Mark Douglas has wrote a good book called Trading in the Zone. Mm-hmm. Uh, most of the material that I read, like that I study now as a trader, and also recommend my students to study, is because once you've learned how to trade, like I could teach someone how to trade in probably a day. Mm -hmm. It's pretty simple. Um, the, the next part is just practicing that, and then it's it's all about your own mentality, all about your own psychology. Mm -hmm. um, which you know, like I said earlier about me with FOMO, you know, 
I, I've been trading 10 years and I stick to not to as high a degree as I did like maybe five years ago, mm-hmm. but it's still now and again, the thought, even just the thought flashing through my head of, oh, I should just jump in here, but I'm like, no. So like keeping on top of your psychology and improving that. So trading in the zone is a good one. And there's another one, uh, a real good uh, trading psychology coach in the UK called Steve Ward. Um, and he, he trains all the, the guys at the hedge funds and the banks, basically. He's, he's the most famous um, psychology teacher in the UK. Mm-hmm. And he's got a book called High Performance Trading, which obviously goes through all that. And I, the other book I really enjoyed is Way of the Turtle by Curtis Faith. Okay, yeah. Um, you know, he's one of the turtles, uh, Richard Dennis, you know, the, the experiment in the 80s. And he was, I think he was one of the most successful ones. And that's just a really good story. Like he gives a few trading lessons, but it's just a really cool story about his life and how it all panned out, and you know the ups and downs. That's just a really interesting read. Okay, cool. I've never heard of the second one, but uh, that's awesome. Thanks for that. Yeah. Uh, so, what does a trading lifestyle mean to you? Um, I think for me personally, it's all about the freedom. Like I said, when I first got into trading, when I first was identified, I wanted to do something. I wanted to do something that wasn't tying me down to a place. Mm-hmm. Um, so theoretically, I could trade from anywhere and unlimited earning potential. So I think basically freedom mm-hmm. is, is what is what is how I'd sum trading up for me. The freedom from um, you know having to worry about how much to spend on this or that, and the freedom of being able to do and go wherever I want. Mm-hmm. Any time, basically. Oh, awesome! Is there a specific uh, event or opportunity that you had that uh, trading has given you that you're really grateful for? Um, well, like since I started trading, because I started trading in like 2005, mm-hmm. um, and since then I've literally been on. I've literally been all over the world. Like I, I spent a few years. Um, I remember the first month that I got a, a check from the Wealth Builder Fund, the, the first one I started trading for. Um, I think it was like £4,000, £4, I got my cheque for like four grand, something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and as soon as I got that, I was like, this is it now. And I, and I went to live in the Canary Islands, where it was always sunny. Nice. Um, and I got I rented a place on the beach, and, and I was just like, this is it, I'm going to build from here. And I spent like probably two or three years just living in different places, in Canada for a little while, in Switzerland, and I really did enjoy that. And then since then, the last couple of years, I've just travelled like, i travelled like probably seven or eight times a year mm-hmm. um, on different trips and stuff like that. So it's the opportunity to travel and it not impact my business is probably the biggest one. That oh, okay. uh, awesome. Yeah. Uh, besides travel, what do you like to do when you're not trading? Um, I like to try and keep healthy. Mm-hmm. Um, so I try and play sports um, and keep fit. Because when you're trading, it's very easy to just sit at your desk and like particularly in the early days, I remember I'd spend like fifteen hours a day just literally sat staring at charts, <laughs> um, you know, putting different indicators on, trying to back test and find the perfect strategy, uh, which I'm sure everyone's done. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's absolutely that's you know you'll quickly find that doesn't work. Uh, so now that nowadays I, I try and always make sure I don't sit spend too long at the desk because um, sometimes even when I'm in position I'll just, just sit there watching it, just watching the position, um, which can be a complete waste of my life. So <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, I try and break that and get out, and and uh, even though it's on my phone, so I kind of still have a little cheeky sneaky peeks now and again. But <laughs> so I try and like play squash, and uh, I enjoy playing sports. Uh, go to the gym, um, you know, and socialising as well. It's given, given me a good opportunity to spend more time doing stuff with you know people that I like to spend time with because I've got a couple of mates that are actually traders as well, 
Um, so we've got a very similar lifestyle, so that's cool as well. It's a good little group, social group that we all kind of do the same thing. So I say that's probably what I spend most of my time doing. Okay, very cool, very cool. Well, I really appreciate you taking the time out to speak with us. Um, a lot of great information. Uh, if people want to find out more about you, where should they go? Uh, yeah, no worries. It's been a pleasure. Um, I guess if you want to find information about me, as I as I would say it, you go to my website, which is jarrettdavis.com. Mm -hmm. um, but you can obviously find uh, unofficial. I've got a Wikipedia page, which someone very kindly uh, writes. Nice. <laughs> so if you want to get the dirt, then I suppose you could go there and uh, <laughs> find all the extra information. That's uh, probably another place you could go, yeah. Okay, cool. Well, thanks a lot again, and uh, look forward to speaking with you in the future. No worries, you. Thanks very much. Cheers. Cheers. Thank you for listening to the Trading Lifestyle Podcast. To listen to all of the other episodes and get free access to Forex trading tools, tutorials, and resources, visit tradingheroes.com.